Welcome to the Unhinged Vibes Podcast. My name is AJ. And my name is Evan, and this is a Lifestyle Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about... Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Exactly. Good timing on that one. That was very good. <laughs> that was good timing, Evan. I like that. Okay, so like Evan said, we're going to be talking about the... Uh, they call it mid-season, yeah, right? Yeah, mid-season. So technically, there's two episodes left. So we're going to recap the first four. Okay, we're not going to do it episode by episode. We're going to do it as one big whole. As best we can. As best as we can. We're going to be starting off with, Evan, how was your day? It was good. It was good? Very exciting. Just a lot of snow pushing. We just got a snowfall like two days ago. I believe there was more snow in the last two days than there were all of winter. That's crazy. Yeah, that is wild. And I, it's not fun because I was just making plans with friends. They're like, oh, let's go to the park. Let's hang out. I'm like, Wait. I sent him a snapshot of the winter. I mean, the like ten day forecast. I'm like, let's hold a lot. Smart. That's very smart. Also, please bear with me right now. Uh, my voice is a little strained. I've coached, I think, close to sixteen to eighteen classes within the last forty eight hours. So my voice is a little strained. So you could probably hear it. Uh, I know I can hear it on my end. It's not as uh, full and rich as what I'm used to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a little uh pubescent puberty ish and uh, hopefully that's the right fucking word if not i'm so sorry <laughs> but anyways where do you want to start evan let's start with john walker okay he is a interesting figure very interesting figure people are not happy about it elaborate fans are just not too happy about what he's doing from the fan perspective they just don't want him as captain america okay in my eyes the guy who plays John Walker is playing him perfectly. Oh, absolutely. I agree Ab- on that. Yeah, the guy who's playing him is playing it perfectly. Why? Because we hate the hero. And that's... The show's weird because we love the villain, Zemo, and we'll elaborate on that when we get there. We will. But we hate the hero. Yes. And I think that is beautiful acting on both parties and beautiful writing. And John Walker, the actor, is actually Kurt Russell's son. I know. That's pretty sick. That's amazing. Right? I'm like, oh, that's so cool. What were your initial thoughts when you first saw him? He has that, like, I'm better than you feel. And then just, like, elaborated on himself. Like, oh, yeah, he definitely is that guy that's like, oh, yeah, I've done a lot. I deserve this. Yeah. Okay, okay. For me, I thought he looked like the grandpa from Up. His <laughs> chin, like, when, oh, he, when he first saw, like, on the end of episode one, his chin looked freaking weird. His ears are sticking out of his helmet. Yo, your face looks like you went through the dryer, bro. Like, <laughs> it looked a little like, it looked, it did not look like Captain America. Captain no, America has chiseled features. Yes. You know, he's... Like, um, well, everyone's used to the Chris Evans figures. He's very stoic. Yes. You know, like what Falcon said during his uh, pretty much handover of the shield. He was very stoic. John Walker doesn't look stoic. No. He man, just, he looks rugged. He looked used. <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts on his costume? It's very interesting. Actually, you funny you bring that up. Like, it, his costume has no hints of white, if you think about it, compared to the first Captain America. It's uh, red and blue. Red and blue. Red and blue. Did you notice that on his shoulder, his shoulders, sorry, there is a black, a blacked out American flag? I actually didn't notice that. Apparently, that means in combat situations, blacked out flags, whatever, means like no holds bar. No prisoners, no nothing. Apparently, please correct me if I'm wrong. I was told by a few friends who were in the military that if you got blacked out gear like that, that means no holds bar. None whatsoever. That's crazy. And then if you compare his to Chris Evans' Captain America, 
his had colored like Avengers logo on the side. He, he, his had more color, more pop to it. You can tell that this is very military. Very military. Military look, just like Captain America's original suit, I guess, or costume in the Winter Soldier. Yes. You know, in that one. Like, it, it was very dark tones, very Black Ops style. But it still so, had those hints of white, which made him yes. like, the, the very caring still yeah. individual. Let me know if you've noticed this one, well, one, one thing. When every time Chris Evans, Captain America, would introduce himself... He would say, hi, my name is Steve Rogers. I believe I, I've had a bunch of my friends also confirm this. He's never called himself Captain America firsthand. Hasn't? Wow. Where John Walker, he's like, hi, I'm John Walker, Captain America. Every single time. Oh, I never know. I'll have, to, I'll have to look at that. My buddies told me that. I still need to go back and watch all of like the movies that Chris Evans is in. But apparently, he's never actually called himself Captain America. Because he's too nice to not necessarily that. He also, he's never seen himself worthy. It's a mantle that was kind of given to him. Well, after an experiment. Well, here's the thing. Like, there was supposed to be multiple of him. There was never supposed to be just one. Supposed to be the first guy out of many. But something happened where he was now the only guy. And now he was just thrusted upon this role to make money for war. That's pretty cool. I like that he never called himself Captain America as like introducing himself to somebody. A good example would be when he introduced himself to Groot, right? Groot's like, of course, I am Groot. You know, those are three words. And Captain America's like, I'm Steve Rogers. He, he didn't call himself, I'm Captain America, I'm Steve yeah. Rogers. And then when you see John Walker. John Walker or US agent, right, in the comics, you see him introduce himself to the Dora Milaje. Hi, I'm John Walker, Captain America. They're like, we don't give a shit who you are. Yeah, you know, oh man, there's some funny memes around that. So hard. You gotta send me those. If we, it, when we find them again, we'll post them on Instagram. How about yes. that? Yeah. Yes. Okay, we'll post them on Instagram. He's just a very interesting character. I'm curious where the next two episodes will go with him. Will Falcon end up with the shield eventually? I hope so. Here's the thing: they already kind of gave that away in the trailer. They, what they don't tell you is how. That's right? what I'm curious about. Now, what are your thoughts on that? How do you think? Uh, how do you think Falcon's going to get the shield? Well, there's already tension building between Bucky, Sam, and John Walker. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, something's about to happen. Because what he did with the Don Milaje, I'm like, oh god, something's coming his way. It's not going to be good. And to think, they're just regular human beings. They're not super soldiers. Well, Bucky has a. Well, here's big the thing: the, the Don Milaje, they're. <laughs> They are the pinnacle of soldiers. Yes. They are the best trained in the world. Like Black Ops, but stronger. Oh, way. Yeah. Like they are, they're pretty much Captain America level of fighting yes. without the serum. Exactly. And it And it showed. Exactly. And it showed. And man, John Walker was pissed. He's oh. like, they weren't even super so. Like he was <laughs> so choked, bro. He was bro. broken. He was, oh, I was pissing myself laughing the whole time. Like he was, he was getting ragdolled. Yeah. He was getting ragdolled, and I'm like, that's what you get. Don't mess with Wakanda. <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah, it was nice seeing little hints of Wakanda in there. I'm just like, yes, because they still mm-hmm. have that connection to mm-hmm. uh, Bucky. It was also very nice to see what happened to Bucky and how he got unbrainwashed. So I should have Googled it before, but the girl who helped her, the Dora Milaje, who helped Bucky pretty much heal and become himself... 
uh, was the one who showed up at the end of the episode, the, the cliffhanger. So it was very nice to see that. I got excited when I saw them. Oh, I did too. I'm just like, oh, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And they just kicked ass. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to see. This ragdoll, just like Patriot and John Walker. I'm just like, man, that's amazing. The best move I saw was when one Dormelage threw the spear across the room and the other one caught it and spun it yeah. and smacked him. Oh, man, I was like, that is sick. That is a lot of trust. That's a lot of training. I'd like to know how their combat works. I want to know in Black Panther 2 if they like dive more into them. Hopefully. Hopefully they do. I think that'd be nice. That's coming out next year, I think. With everything going on, I don't really know what storyline they're, or what story arc they're going to focus on, but it'd be nice if they explained more on the background of Wakanda. Yeah. You know, the, like, the military side, what's, what happens with the line of succession. I think that'd be great. But there's so much about Wakanda we don't know unless we read into it. Mm-hmm. see it on the screen. Very much. I agree. I definitely agree. One thing that I thought was really cool was when... I guess, what do you want to call the new Captain America team? I don't, I have no idea. Because they always show up with like military escorts. Like okay, well, we'll, we'll just know. say, we'll say Cap's team. When we say Cap t- uh, Cap's team, we mean John Walker. And then um, Battlestar. We'll get to Battlestar in a second. But one thing that I thought was hilarious, when they were fighting, Cap's team and Dormelage, yeah, <laughs> Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Zemo were like, do we do something? They're just standing around. Yeah. They're just watching. I thought that was the best. Well, they're on... So they're not going to, like, obviously, they already know how dangerous they are. Yeah. Like, would, would you Would you butt in? Would no, you? no, I would be on the, my ass in seconds. <laughs> Even if you were Winter Soldier, would you butt in? I'd still sit down. Because, yeah, you saw what they did to his arm, too, right? That was very surprising. And I read into that, apparently, well, it's just fan theory. That little, like, back door means even after all that, they still don't trust Bucky. Well, here's the thing. No matter what, you need safety precautions. If you think about it that way. That too. It doesn't matter how much you trust something or whatever else, there needs to be a failsafe. And that was that's Bucky's failsafe. If he gets out of line, you take off his arm. But he didn't even know about it either. Which was smart. Because why would you? Why would you tell him about that? Honestly, my gut feeling is there's probably more that they can do to Bucky that would F him over as oh. more failsafes. I think there's more. There's probably. Or they're gonna they might do something. Like he might go back to Wakanda for something. Like it's Wakanda. They're prepared. They are prepared. Just in case if Bucky goes out of line, they pro- they can take off his arm. We all know that. We saw how cool it looked too, like with the with the socket and everything. It's super cool. In my eyes, they could probably brainwash him again too. If they can unbrainwash him, they can easily do it again. But we don't yeah. even know that they're gonna, that's going to happen. So it's it's all, all, theory. all theory at this all point. Theory. There has to be more failsafes because Bucky was choked. He was. He was. <laughs> I would be like, what? Yeah, he thought he was <laughs> invincible. He thought he was a new man, but like the second he saw his arm fall, all his hopes just flew out of his body and he was so choked, jaw dropped. Speaking about choked, let's talk about Sam and Bucky. Okay. Their relationship. There's tension? Yes. Yeah. Tension everywhere. They they see a therapist together. It's a funny scene, but it's like they have their issues too. Well, slowly getting better throughout the series, but when it first started, there was issues. You could see it. Well, if you think about it, Bucky was Captain America's original best friend. Yes. And then Sam is... Is his new best friend. So obviously there's tension. There's obvious tension. It doesn't... Even in real life, you're best friends with somebody, you go away on a trip, or you move, you come back three years later, you can't really expect to be that person's best friend. Again, they're probably going to have a new best friend. 
of course, you and their new best friend are probably going to butt heads. So, but over time, you saw like they got better. They laughed about things. They're like when Adam and Leslie, they didn't like argue with each other. They said, "Okay." There's uh, the clear comedy between them with the whole like moving your chair up, whatever else. And they yes. brought that back in uh, one of the episodes, which is great. Was- I think now, though, their new tension isn't the fact that it's you were the best friend and now I'm the best friend. I think it's more of he gave Sam the shield and Sam gave away the shield. And that's right? why Bucky's mad. Just like, just like how Bucky pretty much described it right on the piece of paper. He thought you were worthy of the shield. And you gave it away, which gave Bucky, in my eyes, valid reason to doubt himself to see if he was worthy of redemption and whatever else. Exactly. I believed him the second he said it. I'm like, I didn't realize it at first. When he said it, Bucky's got a point. Captain America, Steve Rogers, did not really make a bad move in regards to judgment when it, when it came to somebody. He passed on the shield to Sam... Bucky's pretty much saying, "Did Steve make the right? Uh, sorry, did Steve make the wrong decision? He made the wrong decision about you. He made the wrong decision about me. Yes. And that's why there's so much tension. And I love that. I hope they they go more about that. It was it was funny seeing them go pretty much thigh to thigh. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that no, was, let's get real close. Let's, let's get, get real. Close. Yeah, let's get real. <laughs> left leg, right leg, left leg. Okay, doesn't matter. Just pull them in. <laughs> Honestly, I bet you they went through so many takes. Because oh, they were just laughing. Oh, they were just they, laughing. Yeah, them, is, them in real life, it's just so funny. Like, I'm on red carpet scenes. Like, it's the funniest thing in the world. They're laughing, having a good time. Honestly, I would love to be a fly on the wall when they recorded that scene. How long, how many takes, how many laughs, whatever else. Oh, there's probably so much that we don't know until they share about after the season, how the cuts and all that. Yeah, I can't wait for the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yes. Right? I always like that stuff. Then you feel more part of it. I agree, I agree. Now let's talk about Zemo. Oh, go redhead. Fan favorite after that dance scene, which is so funny. That because all three of them go visit Peggy Carter. Yes. No, not no, Peggy. Her daughter, daughter, daughter. Um Oh, it's gonna drive me crazy. Something Carter? Whatever. They yeah. they visit the girl. They, they visit, visit the girl. her. And then they the have, gorgeous girl. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. They visit her and then they have to go get intel on something. And I guess she's like, Oh, I'm hosting a party tonight. You guys just relax and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. And just pans around them having just dancing, having a good time. Gets to Zemo and he's just do, doing these funny moves. His fist bumping. Dying laughing because he's just like an international criminal. Just having a great time. Hey, you can be a murderer, but you can still have a good time. It's all, We also found out he's a baron. I was like, man, he's loaded. Yeah. I was like, damn. Well, here's the thing. The name Baron was kind of in his name, even in the comics. Baron Zemo. Just here, they actually explained it. They did. They actually explained that, yo, he's rich. He's rich. He's really rich. Like Tony Stark rich. Maybe, well, I don't know. No, no, no. I wouldn't say Tony Stark rich. I would say royalty rich. Yeah, royalty. Nah, he is yeah. royalty because he just had a private jet. He's just yeah. getting everything what he wanted. I'm like, man, what? I wish they went more into this in Civil War, mm-hmm. but Civil War is very different. One thing I love about Zemo is that he doesn't really, he, he can fight when he needs to. He does. He's trained. He's trained. He makes other people fight for him. That's because he's very, he's smart like that. Which shows in Civil War, and it shows in this series. He makes other people fight for him. We tore the Avengers apart. That's crazy. He can manipulate people to get what he wants. He's very good with espionage. He's a very good spy. Well, when you have all that money, right, you can learn. Even without the money, 
all he had was a Turkish delight, and he got the intel instantly. That's true. Whereas Sam and Bucky, they were asking questions. They were they were doing it the old fashioned way. Oh, do you know where blah 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 blah? No, of course they get torn down. Zemo, he knows how people work. That's his main thing. He knows how people work, and he knows how to manipulate it to get what he wants. Which is why, in my eyes, he's probably one of the more dangerous villains at the moment. Yes, I'm curious where this will go once. Falcon's Falcon Winter Soldier is done. Like, where are they going to place him as a good guy, as a bad guy, in limbo? Because I want to see more of him now. After that dancing, Disney released, like, a full hour cut of him dancing. I'm like, yes. I love that. They're like, we have an hour cut of him dancing. I'm like, we want it. And it was right? so I'm glad cool. they did that. That's uh, awesome. It, it shows that they listen to their fans. It's great. What do you think about his mask? It's very cool. I saw the comic like, uh-huh. beside each the other. Equivalent? Like, the equivalent? I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I love the mask. It's so nice that they're pulling stuff from the comics, even though it might look ridiculous, but they're making it practical looking. The mask that he's wearing, yeah, I could I could see that. That's that's pretty legit. That's pretty cool. I love his trench coat. With oh, the yeah. fur the and fur the, on his, yeah, the fur on man. his shoulders. Even in his comics though, his his costume has that fur, right? The fur lining. He looks pretty sick. Look, that's a badass coat to but, wear. Yeah. You can yo. He's got sticky fingers. His sleight of hand is crazy. The fact that he got—I don't—you notice that, but he got Bucky's cross-off list. Oh, I didn't. Even. Yeah, that's some sleight of hand stuff. He got that off of Bucky, and that's why Bucky went up to him and choked him. Got his book back. Oh, Zima right. did some sleight of hand stuff to Bucky to is get there? his personal book, which was at one point Steve, uh, Steve Rogers' book, because he he wrote down what oh. to listen to, right? The Marvin Gaye, this yeah. and that. Oh, by the way, speaking of Marvin Gaye, I like how they had the conversation of Marvin Gaye's album. Man, it's amazing. I listened to it, you know, and Zemo's like, <laughs> yeah, man, it's a beautiful piece of art. Even Zemo listened to it. That's yeah, crazy. It is. It's just a great series. I just like yes. how this, I know 2020 was horrible, but now 2021, it's just like, at least we're seeing stuff again. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. I do have to admit, the first four episodes of this series was... Now, I say, um, I'm not going to say it was. It has hooked me faster than WandaVision, the well, first four. That's fair. Right? But WandaVision is a different, whole different story arc. It's also like they also did a slow burn in the beginning. Okay. If you think about it, WandaVision did a slow burn where this, it was more of an instant, you saw action instantly, instant well, action, which well, was great. Falcon Winter Soldier is more like military adventure kind of. One Division is more magic. Mystique. Mystique right? kind of build up to it. Like, oh my God, what's happening? For me, the mystique didn't pop in until episode three. After like when it went to color, because that's when you saw a little bit more of the mystique. Like seeing this, I liked it because episode one resembled pretty much Captain America Winter Soldier. The one-to-one comparisons, right? How they fought the same guy and how, first off, Captain America beat the shit out of him where Falcon struggled a little bit. He didn't yeah. beat the shit out of him. He outsmarted him. So you can tell that Captain America can beat someone by brute force and his sheer will of being Captain America where Falcon, he really had to think outside the box in order to beat the same guy years down the line. There was a lot of one-to-one comparisons. I'm like, oh, that is sick. It just shows how powerful Captain America was in comparison to Falcon. And Falcon's got big shoes to fill. He does. Big shoes to fill. I'm excited for the next two to three years. Me too. Two to three years, because I know it's going to evolve from there. Because they're going to probably place him in bigger movies, like to mm-hmm. once he gets that shield. And I want to see because we grew up with Chris Evans. That's like instilled into my heart. Here's the thing: I grew up with Chris Evans as as the Human Torch. 
<laughs> I tried to forget that. <laughs> but he was still pretty funny. But. Oh, he was hilarious. He was hilarious. I grew up as Chris Evans as the Human Torch. So that's that's that that was my introduction to Chris Evans as a superhero first. And I actually like those movies. It's it's a guilty pleasure. I like those <laughs> movies. It'd be cool. You know how cool it would be if those like an alternate universe where they had Chris Evans play the Human Torch again? They could. That'd be sick. Well, I think in Doctor Strange, well, I, there's already so much speculation like, oh, this and this, this and, like anything can happen. Yep. Like, once they introduce the multiverse, like they can literally cast anyone to do mm-hmm. anything because mm-hmm. they can. They don't because it's multiverse it can happen. Yep. Before we move on from Zemo, what do you think Zemo's big plan is? I really don't know because he's yeah. just so... He's very mysterious. Very eh? mysterious and he just hide, knows how to hide everything. I think he's going to find a way to find out who the power broker is and maybe take over. I can see that. I can see that in the back of his mind. Mm. I want to ask you a quick question. I know we we usually type out some questions before so we have like somewhat of a justification of what we know what we're going to talk about but this is going to be off the cuff Ooh, okay? okay who do you think the power broker is from just from the episodes you've seen so far who do you think the power broker is i know it's no one from the flag smashers like it's no one's really yeah. like stood out because they're following the power broker mm-hmm. i want to say it's carter i was going to same thing sharon carter she's just kind of like been mysteriously there She's still here, but she's not doing much. I'm pretty sure yeah. they're going to introduce her in such a way of what's going on. Yeah, here, let me back up your theory, okay? So first off, when you when we first go to Mandapur, you see a lot of signs and posters or paint on the wall, on street walls, saying that the power broker is watching. There's a lot of that around. It's very... So for the first... I believe, was it the first? No, it was the second, Endgame. They were going over the list of people who got blipped. You saw Sharon Carter's picture on one of the holograms when they were talking about who got blipped or whatever else. And this apparently takes place just a few months, I believe. A few months after the blip. I think so. Yeah, a few months after the blip. In general, it's recent. It's recent after the blip. Because there's a lot of people going on stressing about being displaced or whatever else. Sharon Carter... First off, was exiled, just like Captain America and all that, right? So they were on the run because she helped Captain America get a shield and Civil War happened. But then she got blipped. How the hell does A, she have all that money, B, all that security and power, and C, a bloody satellite to watch anybody and everybody? In my eyes, she's the power worker because why? Even though she got blipped and came back, if you're the power broker, you're the power broker. You're going to fuck some shit up. The whole eyes of the power broker watching you, she has a satellite. She, can, she knew when Captain America and Battlestar were coming in. Three, she has so many connections in Mandapur, not to mention like... Probably the world. Yeah, she's rich in regards to the criminal side of things. Selling actual, real art, black market. I think she is the power broker. I really think so too, and I think it'll happen next episode. It's gonna be a long episode. Episode, apparently, yeah, apparently it's yeah a little bit longer. But I no, I think we're gonna find out who the power broker is on the very last one, the sixth episode, Ooh. not the fifth one, because I think this next one is just Sam, Bucky, and Chris Walker fighting it out. This next episode is just conflict on seeing who gets the shield, and the last one we get to find out who the power broker get actually is. That makes sense. And the confrontation on the power broker and the serum and Zemo. It's either Sharon Carter 
or there's a lot of hints to this Thunderbolt Ross. What's that guy? That is the guy who in Civil War went to Avengers like home and brought them the Sokovian Accords. Oh, that guy. That guy. He is pretty much Nick Fury to the, uh, I think it's called the Thunderbolts, but it's another version of the Avengers, but BC list characters and they're, they're not necessarily heroes. Okay. They just, they just get shit done. I think I know who you're talking about. He yeah. hasn't been really introduced in the last like, this, like Oh, here is episode five. You will recognize him the second you see him because he's been in the Hulk movie. He's been in the Hulk movie. He's been in the Civil War movie. And in Avengers, he was talking to War Machine. And he's like, if you let them um, come in and you help them, you're going to be in big trouble. And he's okay, cool. And he wipes him away and then he's gone. You've seen him before. If we see him, if we see his face in here, he might be the, the big villain in right. the next episode, at least. At least if, if we see him. I don't think he is because I think they'll want to keep Sharon Carter as the power broker because I think that's a good choice. There's also one other character that hasn't been introduced from Civil War. Oh. Uh, it's uh, Bilbo. Uh, young Bilbo. I forget his name. Uh, from The Hobbit. The main character. Oh, his, him. He, he was a main character in Civil War, too. I forget his name. I really do. No, he was a main character in in um in Black Panther, not in Civil War, in Black Panther. But also in. Oh yeah, he made yeah yeah he, he made an appearance because of Zemo because yeah. of Zemo. He hasn't yeah. been introduced either. So I have a feeling he's going to show up too. But I don't know what is. But role why? Is. Just because he's connected somehow. I would, I don't I have no idea how, but I just know at some point he might come in. Because mm. he's within that circle of Wakanda. Well, I just believe he's around that state. Okay, okay. That'd be cool if we saw him. It'd be nice to see him. It'd be nice to see him, right? Because we saw Zemo a lot. So if we saw him, it'd be cool. It would. It'd be cool as well. But what are your overall thoughts on the series as a whole? The first four episodes, I believe, right from episode one, it hooked me. With that action scene and the... Not, Not necessarily the action scene. It was more of the deep, deep cut connections to the other movies that that first episode made it made a lot of deep cut connections the fact that it's it's improving the lore in regards to the super soldier yes serum we have the pretty much the black captain america oh yeah we do right we have the black captain america it was crazy when he said like they put him in jail for 30 years it wasn't necessarily jail that they put him in, it was the fact that they were testing his body for 30 years. It felt like jail. That is true. Right? And they, they, they put him through hell. He's, he is a hero. He is a hero to America. But the fact that they pretty much treated him like a lab experiment. And the second he grabbed that tin tray and just threw it into the wall, and just, this guy strong. Is, is strong. Very strong. He's very strong. So I love all the deep cuts. I love... They're sprinkling more theories, more explanations on things. We get to see Winter Soldier. We get to see him, even though he's not Winter Soldier anymore. We, see, we get to see Bucky, how he feels about everything going on, how he reacts to things. Because before, we didn't really get much in-depth exposition about him. It was more he's either looked upon as the bad guy or the good guy, or whatever else. He was necessarily used as a tool sometimes. So it's very nice we get to see more background on him and on Sam and Sam's family life. Oh, that's another thing. We we get to see a lot of 
the struggles that happened after the blip. That's very good to see because we, I never thought about it that way. What would happen if half the world disappeared, half the population disappeared, and five years later they just reappeared? It'd be worse than COVID. It'd be worse than COVID. People are in five years' time are situated in a different lifestyle and new things, and all of a sudden, think of you moving to a home, right? You living there for like four or five years, and all of a sudden, the original homeowners just appear out of nowhere saying you're in their house. I'm like, no, uh, this is my house. I bought it and moved here. None of your stuff is here. You're technically in... It'd be crazy, yeah. right? And I'm glad that they're, they're touching upon it and whatever else. It was kind of weird because WandaVision kind of dwelled into the the mental aspect, like the mental health of it. What would happen if you had a mental breakdown and you had Wanda, like Wanda's powers? Crazy. It'd be crazy, it'd be just like WandaVision. Yeah. And here would be the more physical ramifications, the more reality ramifications of it. So I absolutely love it. I give it like a four out of five stars so far. I'd give it about the same. Yeah, I'd give it a four out of five stars. Marvel I'll- just doesn't know how to do things. That's just how it is. It's just how Disney's like, okay, you had the formula from the start. Let's not change yeah. it at all. Yeah. What about you? Um, what are you liking about the series so far? What are your favorite things? What do you want to see more? I just want to see more. Uh, well, I want to see more of like Bucky. I don't know. Because he has been very quiet. So I just want to see him get more excited about things or just like show more personality. So eventually he will warm up as a more likable character, even though he, I, people do like him. Just he's very like hidden still. He's very reserved still. Yes. Yes. He will. I feel he will open up at some point in these movies. Mm-hmm. We just don't know when. Mm-hmm. Like a lot more. Like there has been moments where he's been nice, just very warming. Not all the time. Speaking of nice and warming, it was, it tugged at my heartstrings when he was hanging out with, the Japanese man. The World War II guys. Because he killed his son when he was Winter Soldier. And then to atone for his sins, he would hang out with the dad every single Wednesday. They go for lunch. You can tell that they've gone to know each other because they talk like they're best friends or very close, at least. They like, try to talk them up, too. <laughs> you know, like, you don't, you don't do that for random strangers. Right? You do that with people that you've talked to for a while. And That was a funny moment when he tried to hook them up. Man, it broke my heart when you when you finally realized who it was because you saw the shrine, you saw the mementos to him. He was he was probably praying to whoever he believed in to with his son's photo there when Bucky knocked on the door. I was just, I was like, oh man, that just that tugs the heartstrings. He saw it and then he's like, oh, and then he had to go, which is fair because if I was in Bucky's shoes, I'd be the exact same thing. I'm, I'm like, like I can't be ah, that's rough, dude. Oh yeah. But you know what? He's trying. He's He wants to be better. That's one thing about Bucky that I'm, I really like so far. Yes. I really like that about Bucky. Two to three years, we might see a whole different Bucky. Yeah, which That's, will be cool to see his journey. So we'll see how it goes. Because Chris Evans was the main character in the first three phases. Bucky and Sam were just the side characters. Now they're the main characters. So it's just like, that's a nice transition. Now we get to see the side characters become main characters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyways, keep going with thing. Keeps you wanting to watch more episodes. Cliffhangers, man. Yeah. Every time. When a show has a cliffhanger and I get caught in that in different shows too, I'm just like, oh, I watched four seasons. Like, wait, it's not done? <laughs> and there's a cliffhanger at the end of season four and there's still like four more seasons. I'm like, why did I do this to myself? That's awesome. Speaking of a cliffhanger, what happened on the latest episode? Oh, man. I'm, my jaw dropped. I was like, no. 
So first off, let's talk about your initial thoughts and reactions to it. And then we're going to go a little bit more deep. The second you saw all that going down, like, tell me what was going through your head. What were you feeling? Tell me how Evan was during that experience. Shocked. First, Captain America should not do that. Because he's trying to keep the peace, not destroy it. Even if you're a bad person. And that's what I've known as Captain America. Or what everyone has known. And I'm pretty sure everyone's jaws dropped when they saw the blood on the shield. And when, when people, as you saw the crowd with all their cameras, I'm like, oh no. He's in a lot of trouble. Like diplomatic trouble and maybe international issues will arise now. So I'm like, oh my god. Next episode is going to be wild the first 10 minutes. Mm. Expanding more on that is during the original Captain America movie when he was talking to the doctor and yep. they were, I believe this is the scene. I, I know what you're talking about. Go on. So they were they're like, oh, do you want a drink? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm like, no, you can't have that. You have your procedure the next day. You know, you can't have that. Explains the whole serum thing and whatever else. And the line that stuck with me a lot, it showed clearly on that moment alone. But yeah. the whole series so far was... Anyone can take the serum. The only thing the serum does, it amplifies who you are as a person. Good becomes great. Bad becomes worse. Yes. Steve was good. He became great. Walker became worse. Became worse. And it's, yeah, it's been. And it shows. Just like Red Skull, he became worse. And if you think about it this way, this. Super Soldier Serum is a more refined, pretty much a perfected one. You take it, it doesn't buff you up. You stay the exact same, but you get all the benefits from it. Where the other one, like, they went from scrawny to huge. So you, <laughs> they had a, fit, like, a very much physical effect on your body. This one is very subtle. Very subtle. So you can be a 70-year-old woman elderly lady you take the serum and you're a fucking assassin pretty much no one's gonna expect it too no one's gonna expect it so it's it's crazy how the play on serum and the mental game on that episode was wild it was it was great another one to to compare to was civil war yes the one-to-one images of captain america and iron man fighting yes compared to captain america and this guy you can tell that it's chilling. It's chilling. Captain this. America was great because he didn't kill Tony. He Paralyzed proved his him. point, and he was man enough to put the shield down and walk away. He was. No blood on the shield, nothing. Captain America is the symbol of peace. Oh. Here. <laughs> oh, man, it was dark. Evan. He shoved that shield in that guy's chest, like, what, three, four times? Yeah, hard. Hard, dude. Like, yeah, I could feel it. I was like, yeah, Ugh. my chest probably caved in too, buddy. Oh, and like, if you rewatch the scene again at like a slower speed, there's a lot of people who broke down the scene step by step, and you can tell that it was very, very well scripted, very well choreographed. John Walker was moving, and like the first time he threw his shield to knock the guy down onto the steps. He did a stutter step to build his power how you normally do instead of just throwing it. He stutter stepped and he whipped the shield as hard as he could to uh, knock the guy down. First oh, impact. man, that would hurt. God, that would hurt. That's like getting a, a full swing of a baseball bat to your chest. 
that's obviously going to knock anyone. If out. not stronger than yes. it, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But then at, for me, when the, after he was doing, like, slamming it into his chest, he just shoved it back on his arm. I was like, oh. And he tightened up the bracers, yeah. right? And all you saw was the blood, the blood trickling down inside his helmet, the blood on the shield, and the fact that he stood there and posed. He just, he just looked at the body. No regret. No remorse. No. It was terrifying. I'm like, that's a scary guy. That's right a stone-cold man right yeah. there. Here's the thing, though. It happened because Battlestar got punched His in the got, chest. Yeah. And, and killed. He died before he hit the column. He died before he hit the column. He died in midair. Another, another thing to, to connect, which was funny. Well, not really funny, but very sad. Very sad because Battlestar died. And he, he, was, he was a cool guy. He I, was, I actually like the name was great, right? The guy was cool because Battlestar was Captain America's moral compass, which, yo, he was cool. He was cool. I respect him. And that's fair. And he just lost his emotional control. And that's where he just... I believe when Captain America and Battlestar first walked in on Bucky and Falcon and they were walking up with Zemo, Captain America said a line that was, you would let him walk into a room of super soldiers by himself. That was the line Captain America said to Bucky. You would let him... Falcon walk into a room of super soldiers by himself because he wanted to talk to the super soldiers one-on-one. What happened to Battlestar? He ran in there. He ran into a room by himself with super soldiers. Captain America did what he was telling Bucky and Falcon that they were doing. He let his own man walk into a room by himself with super soldiers and he paid the price. He did. He paid the price. And that's on his chest. Man, the next two episodes are going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. I'm just so excited for it. Oh, me too. Me too. I want to see the fight. That's going to be a great I want to see the fight. Like, yeah. Amazing. And then after that, there'll be a montage scene of Sam training with the shield like we've seen in the trailers. But man, I'm excited. But yeah, that's about all I can really say Yeah. for now. It's a lot to process. Pretty much four hours of content. Pretty much, essentially. They're like 45, 50 minutes long. So it's pretty much four hours of content. There's a lot of stuff. I appreciate that Marvel is giving us a chance to watch this stuff. It is. It's great. And I like their transition to series instead of movies because we watch a movie and like, oh, it's over. Now it's like, oh, we have to wait. I would, honestly, at this point, I would rather have series on everything. I would too. Give me an 8 to 10 episode a series instead of a movie, each episode being an hour long. Or just a movie transitioning to a series too. Or vice versa would be cool. Right? Having a series build up and then the movie be the finale. That'd be sick. Yes. It's been done before. So that's uh, all I think I can really say right now because we don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. At all. I agree. I agree. Anyways, Evan, where can people find you? You can find me at on Instagram at at Big. All right. You can find me on Instagram at Caramel Thunder. Caramel with two L's. You can find us on Instagram at Unhinged Vibes. So please make sure you find us and follow. Okay. And give us a follow. Send us any questions that you might have. We will be posting some memes. We will. In regards to Captain America. Also, if you want to see any other memes, you know, you let us know what kind of memes you want to see. <laughs> you know, we, we might post them as well. But other than that, folks... Thank you guys for listening on this episode of the Unhinged Vibes podcast where we review the first four episodes of The Falcon and Winter Soldier. We'll see you guys next time.